Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag healthy you, wealthy you. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful sunny morning. I'm Adel Kozilski and in the driving seat with me is my co-patriot, Fagy. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Adel. Actually, you're the driver, really, Fagy. You're the driver. <laughs> I enjoy driving. <laughs> um, one of the things, Fagy, that really motivated us to start the show is to start teaching people how to eat more healthy because probably a lot a lot of our illnesses today is because of our lack of knowledge or um, just not understanding what food is and what food can do for us. And uh, we've been at it for a long, long time. And we decided today that we're going to get down to basics and talk about nutrition at a basic level. And it is our great pleasure to invite to the show Professor Celine Bernstein, who has an who, who uh, was awarded a professorship in an honorary capacity by the Life Sciences Institute because she wrote a thesis called How the Body Acts on the Food That We Eat. And uh, just by announcing that uh, Prof is going to be coming onto the show, we got tremendous feedback just before the show that uh, she's tra- she has changed many, many people's lives and just teaching the fundamentals. And really today um, I'm not going to give away Prof's age over um, over the air, but she is a vibrant lady, full of energy, has clarity of vision, running a business, has a full personal life, and we are very honored to have her with us today. Good morning, Prof. Good morning, Adel and Fagy. Lovely to be on the show, and thank you for all those lovely things that were said about me. I hope that everybody will gain benefit from what I have to say. We are uh, definitely so looking very forward. Thank you. I'll be sharing the information on how to eat nutritionally. And as a result, you will uh, improve your health issues. You will lose weight. You will maintain weight loss and you will have an improved lifestyle. And everybody can follow this. However, some people need to be a little bit stricter in their choice of foods, and this depends on their health issues. So, now, a functional nutritionist in clinical practice like myself will be able to guide such people. Now, the latest nutrition science research is increasingly proving that there is no one-size diet that fits all individuals. It's got to be personalized when it comes to food. Now, my advice is instead of following a special way of eating initially, you all need to try and change your relationship with food. And those of you who have read my book, Health Seekers, and have consulted with me many, many years ago, will feel that I'm very radical in my approach. This has all changed as a result of research I've been involved in. So listeners, take out your pen and make notes so you now will be thinking, is this food good for me or will it harm my body? Okay, that's that, that sounds really, really excellent. And I, I really, really love the fact that you say that um, a diet has to now be personalized 
because I think that's where modern medicine is going. All modern medicine needs to be personalized. Your exercise, one exercise might be good for one and not good for another, and it's important to look at it individually. So in Judaism, we have this saying, stay away from bad and then do good. So let's talk about the, the negative side. What foods should people avoid? Well, this is really important because um, I found that those that have avoided, especially inflammatory foods, when they suffer from inflammatory diseases such as type 1 and type 2 diabetes, inflammatory bowel disease, shortened IBD, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, asthma, rheumatoid arthritis, obesity, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, autoimmune diseases, and cancer. So what are your inflammatory foods? And you're all going to tell me that you know the answer. Uh, it's sugar. Uh, yay! <laughs> Say that loud, Say it loud. Sugar in all forms, from syrups, nectars, honeys to stevia, sucralose and xylitol. And if you have to ask, is this okay? It isn't. And studies show, for example, that a high sugar diet contributes to oxidative stress. Now, when you reduce sugar and you remove the high fructose corn syrup from your diet, you will know about how improved your health will be. And the most important thing is read labels. <laughs> this is so important. Read it with a critical eye. And if you don't understand it, don't take the product. Professor Bernstein, do you agree, though? I mean, is it honey as well? Is it any kind of raw, natural honey? Look, um, initially... People can use the xylitol, the stevia, the honey. But I do really want people to get off that because that can create the cravings and create an imbalance in your blood sugar. And that's what our biggest problem today is, this insulin resistance which is absolutely caused by your refined products and anything that's got sugar in it. It's become so, quite a fad overseas for people to be wearing this this glucose monitor, the continuous glucose monitor, even if you don't have any diseases, whether it's diabetes or insulin resistance, just to understand which foods actually do increase your insulin and your glucose levels. That is so important. And um, there's no time today but I will guide the listeners when I eventually come on again of what foods will help balance your blood sugar. Okay, so number one, stay away from sugar. Absolutely. Sugar makes you fat. It lowers the immune system and can contribute to cancer. So you've got to avoid the sugar. But also avoid flour in all forms. Products made with white as well as whole wheat flours. And this is all found in your bagels, your wraps, your kitkas, your pastas, your pastries, your cakes, your biscuits and bread. And something very interesting. 
products marked gluten-free <laughs> are very high in sugar. Low-fat foods are very high in sugar. Light dressings are high in sugar. So it's very important, again, read labels. And flours that are made with white rice and tapioca may be gluten-free, but they can cause a rapid rise in blood sugar and are not a good source of nutrients. And do you know flour acts more like sugar in your body than whole unprocessed grains? In fact, eating two slices of whole wheat bread raises your blood sugar more than eating two tablespoons of table sugar. I so why say that it would be two, 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 two things of chocolate? So I would go for the chocolate more. <laughs> you know what, um, Faggy and Abel, listeners out there, there's some very healthy chocolate out there, mm. especially in the superfoods where you can get the choc chips and you can get the cocoa paste and you can have it. And of course, there's the lint chocolate, yes. although it has sugar in it, it doesn't give you. Um, you know, you, you can have two cubes, whatever it is, if that's what you want. But you've got to learn moderation. Apparently, uh, sushi rice raises your blood sugar more than whole wheat bread. Did you say sushi? Sushi rice, yes. Absolutely. That white jasmine rice definitely raises your blood sugar. So when so, we all just run past somewhere and decide we want to grab a thing of sushi because it's healthy, just understand that it raises your blood sugar more than whole wheat bread. Absolutely. And, you know, I've never had it, but I think many years ago I did try it. It didn't satisfy me. I had to have more and more. The plate they gave me was not enough. Mm. So you've got to eat foods that you that fulfill you and you feel satisfied. Now, most of the grains we eat, even whole wheat, are turned into flour products which have a higher glycemic index than table sugar. And today we're not eating the same grains as our grandparents ate. Now hybrids have been developed that are much starchier than the predecessors and have a greater impact on our blood sugar than the traditional kinds of starch. It actually promotes insulin resistance or even pre-diabetes. A lot of people are walking around with pre-diabetes not knowing it. Now we're speaking, we're speaking to Professor Celine Bernstein and we're talking about nutritional basics. If you'd like to join the conversation, please SMS us on 34519 or our telegram number on 061-895-1019. We're going for a short break and we'll be back soon. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We are talking with Professor Celine Bernstein. We're talking about nutritional basics. Um, we hit the first two major foods that we should stay away from, sugar and flour. Is there any more that we should bring to our listeners' attention, Prof? Definitely. There are quite a few. What about processed food? You've got to stay away from food-like substances. 
Although refined carbs are the primary culprit that makes processed food so bad, processed fats may be even a bigger contributor. And those foods are the ones that contain hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated fats, such as your breakfast cereals, tinned vegetables, bread, savory snacks, crisps, sausage rolls, pies, and pastries. And then you get your meat products, such as even the macon, the sausage, the salami, and pate, microwave meals, or ready meals, cakes and biscuits. And then you have your unhealthy or bad fats, which I've discussed, your French fries, your fried chicken. Now, I'm a great follower of Dr. Frank Lipman. And he says some of the unhealthiest fats around are plant-based. And here he's referring to vegetable oils, mm. such mm. as canola, corn, cottonseed, safflower, sunflower, rice bran, soy, peanut, mayonnaise, and many salad dressings. Highly inflammatory. Very inflammatory, and you've got to avoid it. And these plant-based oils aren't made with veggies, but with barely edible, indigestible seeds, grains, and legumes that our bodies can't properly break down and digest. And they're very high in omega-6. And if you heat omega-6s high enough, you flip them and end up making trans fats, hydrogenated fats. They're not meant to be heated beyond their smoking point. Now, there is a dry blood test you can do that tests your ratio of omega-6 to 3. And the ratio should be 1 to 1. And our modern consumption is more like 10 to 1, even 25 to 1. And it is this high because most of us eat too much industrially raised meat and poultry and not enough grass-fed meats, wild fish, nuts and seeds. Would you say then that most people should be supplementing with omega-3 oils? Yes, but the right oils. You've got to have omega-3s with polyphenols. And this is what brings down inflammation. And you don't take, again, the same amount as your friends or your mother or your children. It's all worked on your weight. And you take your weight and you times it by 0.15, and that will tell you how much to take of the oils. Um, They are liquid for... They taste delicious, and you can either put it in your salad, but you must have it every single day. And it definitely brings down the inflammation. I've done it with my clients. From 25, they've come to 8, and um, I've just got a brag. Mine was in balance, but... As people know, I'm the radical lady. Okay, so radical product. We've got a few questions coming in. Um, someone wants to know, is jungle oats and mealy pup good for you? Okay, jungle oats is fine 
Remember, it's a car. Better try and get rolled oats. But you can't just eat jungle oats without a protein. Very so you put like a nut butter in? You can put nuts inside or you can put some full-fat yogurt, but don't eat jungle oats alone. In other words, no carb must be eaten alone. It must be combined with a protein, otherwise you're going to raise your blood sugar. Now, going back to... Sorry, just before we go back, Millipup? Sorry? Millipup? That's what I'm going to discuss. Millipup is corn, very high in sugar. Okay, wheat bigs, high in sugar, made with wheat. Okay. Most of us feed our children cornflakes in the morning. What do we do about that? <laughs> okay, Don't that speak to professors. <laughs> you know what? There is, but it's expensive. If you go to a health shop, you can get cornflakes, I think, with stevia or one of those. But, you know, try parents have to eat properly. And then the children will follow. If parents can eat the wrong foods, why can't their children? So parents, you've got to set the example. That is very important. So the whole grain is more important than obviously an instant oats or an instant cereal in the mornings. Don't have instant cereal. I mean, the oats is much, much better. I do encourage my clients to eat the oats, and it is getting colder now, and we feel like something warm. Uh, I'm not a lover of dairy, milk. Um, I'll discuss that just now. But uh, if you're going to have the milk, you must have full-fat milk. No skimmed, no low-fat, high in sugar. There's, there's a product out there. I think it's also corn, polenta. Is that also a no-no? Oh, polenta's corn. You know, if you read my book, there are lovely recipes on polenta. But um, it's high on the glycemic load. Right. And that I will discuss at another So uh, So let's 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 move on. Maybe let's give a definition about food. Like what is food? Like how, how do you see it? Because one of the things you mentioned in the beginning is our relationship with food, which which makes food into something much more bigger than just, you know, what you're putting in your mouth. You know, food is information, as you just said, and it literally talks to your genes and controls gene expression, hormones and metabolism. And what you eat has the potential to determine if you will develop disease or even gain weight. And eating foods containing sugar versus a small handful of raw almonds can promote expression for disease. You've got to understand, as my favorite, and you all know that, Adel and Faggy, Mark Hyman, food Mm. is medicine. And this is my number one way to support a strong immune system. So choose a nutrient-dense meal where there are quality calories working for your health. You have to focus on food quality. Are you using food for all the wrong reasons? Food is meant to nourish your body. It is not a coping mechanism for your cravings 
or even a stress reliever. Many people fear the feeling of hunger, but when hunger is planned and intentional, it's the best environment for weight loss and better health. You have to plan your day. You have to go back to basics. Stop taking takeaways. You don't know what's in it. At least when you cook at home, you know the ingredients that are going into your delicious dish. Professor Bernstein, you say that food is information and food is medicine. You know, I feel like I don't know how many years ago, I don't know if we had this, the right intentions when it came to feeding our children when we had to feed them solids. It, it, I think, I'm not sure these days, but most of us, you know, fed our children with cereals or with the sweet, sweet potatoes, butternuts. And I found that so much has changed. Um, just the other day we were away and someone was feeding their, their babies um, little patties that had uh, sardines and quinoa and peas and everything in one patty. And that information is going into the brain, into the child's brain. Absolutely. It's so important. Cereal is out. I've, with my clients who've had babies, I never give cereal um, until the age of a year. I mean, remember, the babies have got no teeth. They can't chew. You've got to give easily digestible food. The best thing, of course, is breast milk. Feed as long as you can and only start giving the solids when you can see that the baby is a little bit more hungrier. And, I mean, I gave my grandchildren, I think at eight months, I gave them tahini paste. It had nothing in it, and I put it over the vegetables. I did give butternut. I did give sweet potatoes. Um, but we should be feeding them broccoli and all the yes, vegetables and, and sardines and salmon and... Anything that we would, wouldn't imagine eating sometimes ourselves. Absolutely. And, uh, the main thing is to try and avoid the fish with the mercury. Yes. Especially pregnant women. Tuna is very high in mercury. But there is, there are products out there that are tinned fish that are kosher, uh, in organic uh, olive oil that have got no mercury, sardines, mackerel, salmon. If if I had to say to you, um, can you give us certain principles for healthy for for, for healthy eating? Um, what would they be? You know, I'm sure you're going to say this is common sense. You've got to eat real food, not packaged, not bottled, not canned. However. You can eat frozen fruit and vegetables. I often do that if no cauliflower or broccoli is available. And if I want to have berries throughout the year, then I buy them frozen. So you, that is the way to go. You've got to clean up your diet. You've got to choose organic, grass-fed and pasture-fed meats and wild, small and sustainable farmed fish. Food can only be healthy if it does two things. Protects your liver and feeds your gut. And real food does both. But a food that does neither and does your body more harm than good, that is not what you want. 
the and bad it's... news yeah. for those eating processed food, you've got to understand there's no medicine that can undo its damage on your be- on your body. Mm. So you've got to remember, food is medicine. Changes in our food supply have damaged our metabolic health. So go organic. Choose as much organic food as your budget allows. Um, I actually, if I can't get organic, uh, I do wash my vegetables. There's a certain vegetable rinse that you can buy, um, and I soak my vegetables in that. But I've got a huge contraption. I think I got from Adams International that... um, Actually, I put my vegetables in there and it goes for five to ten minutes and it does uh, help get rid of the pesticides, etc. You've got to avoid the foods that are highly sprayed and contain the pesticides. Do you know we've got fruit throughout the year, the grapes, the mangoes, the peaches. I mean, who gets it at this time of the year? Hashem doesn't want us to eat that kind of food. He has given us fruits in season, oranges now, high in vitamin C. Grapes are so highly sprayed. If you buy a box of grapes, there's a sheet across the box, and that is the sheet that is full of the pesticides. You really got to be so careful. Um, so buy fruit and vegetables in season. There's a website that you can go and look at uh, that helps you point out the dirty dozen. It's www.ewggforgoat.org. All. Have you got that, Fagian? Yes. Yes, we will repeat it again at the end of the show. And remember, fruit and vegetables in season are much cheaper. Mm. Really, go for vegetables in season and eat that in abundance. You mentioned the frozen foods and the frozen berries. Um, I I read in Mark Harmon's book how he describes that the berries, once they're... In order to freeze them, they have to be picked off the off the tree already ripened. So there is a lot more nutrients in that, even rather than buying a, a fresh one from the shops, because that's been picked too early. Yes, and then you've got to wait for it to ripen, and uh, I don't know. So the frozen one are the best. I mean, you can get that at there's a what's that shopping in Hazel. Kosher worlds. Well, yeah, they keep the frozen berries. Fresh berries. Fresh berries keeps it. Yeah. Uh, But you've got to read, you know, the labels. I love tahini, and there's a company that I used to buy from, and I decided to read the label of tahini, and you know that it had corn flour in it. Wow. I said, "Uh uh-uh, don't you dare. Uh, Somebody's asking, uh, we've got another listener saying, can you discuss diet relating to high cholesterol? Yes. Do you want me to do it now? Do you want to? Well, let's just do it now. Let's just go with free fall. You know, just somebody's asked that question. Let's just address it. Okay. Diet and high cholesterol. Let me tell you, I have familial cholesterol. It's high. I will never 
ever take a statin. Never. Because it causes a lot of issues. Uh, first of all, it causes uh, problems with the legs and the muscles. And you have to take coenzyme Q10 with it. That's non-negotiable. Um, I do take a natural cholesterol-lowering supplement. And it does work. Uh, regarding food, um, and let me just tell you, I had genetic I do genetic testing in my practice and I'm not allowed to eat saturated fat. Mm. I don't eat meat or chicken. I don't have dairy either. But with my clients that have high cholesterol, I won't allow them any coconut because coconut is a saturated fat. So no cooking with coconut oil? No cooking with coconut oil. Let me tell you, um, in fact, um, I spoke to an endocrinologist and he said, I'm putting you on a cholesterol-lowering drug. I said, definitely not. He said, Mona Lisa had cholesterol. <laughs> That's that. He showed me even babies with high cholesterol. He said, you know what? Go and have your uh, carotid artery tested. So I think I went to Mill Park and they tested it. It's not a painful test at all. I think they put a gel on your neck and then they put a probe there. But my uh, carotid artery was clear and the endocrinologist said, go away, you won't have a a cholesterol-lowering drug, no statin, but stop the coconut. So that's the most important thing for those with high cholesterol. And you can't go for low fat. It's not going to help you. You've got to eat an abundance of the right fruit, a lot of veggies, use olive oil, uh, cold-pressed extra virgin. I actually don't fry my foods. What I do is I put a bit of boiling water into the pan, very little, just to sizzle it up. And then I add my vegetables and stir fry them. And then when I'm finished doing that, I will add the olive oil when I'm ready to eat. Sorry, sorry, if we could stop over here, guys, we need to go for a break. We're talking to Prof. Celine Bernstein. If you have any questions, 34519 or our telegram number 061-895-1019. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We have another question on uh, uh, Dr. Bursey. It says here, what are your thoughts on alternative flowers like sourdough, chickpea, spelt and buckwheat? Okay, let's just talk about spelt and kamut. They are old wheat flowers. Okay. They're perhaps better than your hybridized wheat today. Um, the uh, what was the other one? Uh, sourdough is a better dough. Chickpea. I like. Sorry. Chickpea. Fine. A rye flour is very good as well. I encourage people to do a hundred percent rye. I think Shoshana's in yes. Glen Hazel. Does that? And I think a big thing to understand though is that all of these still have gluten. 
Yes. Look, I don't have any gluten whatsoever. You can get gluten free oat cakes, gluten free oats, but mm. uh, I don't know if they kosher. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have rice cakes or rice flour, the white one, because it's very high in sugar. Um, gluten free, you know, they, let me put it this way. People with um, celiac disease dare not have any form of gluten. But we also get gluten enteropathy, where a lot of people have found that when they've gone off gluten totally, they haven't got celiac, they feel much better. There's a lovely recipe that I have that I'm prepared to share it's made with almond flour, psyllium husk powder, apple cider vinegar, baking powder, egg whites, water. I think that's all. And it's delicious. Okay, we've got so many questions coming in here. They're coming in here fast and furious. Just you were talking about a coconut, um, coconut oil not being good for somebody with high cholesterol. Is it, is it the best if, if we don't have a cholesterol problem? And you're throwing out the canola and the cotton seed and the vegetable oil. Besides obviously using olive oil on your salads because you shouldn't really heat up olive oil, would coconut oil be the next best? Absolutely. And you know, there's also ghee, G-H-E-E. That's got no lactose, but you can't use a fortune of it because, uh, I mean, you could add on weight. Right, right. Another question they're saying, what, what is the prof taking for protein? What, what is, what is your protein uh, intake? Protein. Okay. Love that question. Um, definitely, um, organic free range eggs. Love that. And please, cholesterol people, you can have the yolk. Don't take away the yolk. The yolk contains a fortune of valuable nutrients, choline, etc. So is it so okay I, to have three eggs a day? You can, I have two eggs a day, okay? I also use hemp protein. It's a powder. It's got all the amino acids. And then I- How do you eat that when you say oh, you're using hemp protein powder? Um, seeds into maybe my salad dressing, olive oil and fresh lemon. Um, I also use um, apple cider vinegar, the mother tincture. Mm. That is excellent. And I might mix the hemp protein in that and throw it over my salad. And, of course, Celine licks the plate and the spoon. Okay. <laughs> just let me understand. So the apple cider vinegar you're saying has got protein in it? No, 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 no. You're just using it as a, as a condiment. Just, this was just to help you with the hemp protein. Uh-huh. Um, I'll tell you what else I do. Oh, and then I'll have the farmed... The wild, so not farm, definitely not. The wild <laughs> fish in the tin, like a tin of sardines or mackerel. I love it. And I put that in my salad. So I'm definitely getting sufficient protein. I'm can not, you, 
Can you describe very quickly, we've got about two, three minutes. If somebody said to you, just describe a day of eating for me. How should my, my, my plates, what plates of food should okay, I be eating? Okay, let's take your plate, picture it, mm. cut it in half. One side you will cut in half again, okay? Right. The one that you've cut in half again will be a quarter protein the size of your palm. Meat, fish, chicken, whatever. And the other side is the the carbohydrates, the right carbohydrates, the low carbohydrates. Quinoa is also high in protein, by the way. Uh, And the other side go berserk, salad and vegetables. No starchy vegetables. Your broccoli, your cauliflower, your baby marrows, your collie rice, whatever you want. Um, I just want to say with people with um, arthritis, etc., avoid the nightshade families, which is your tomatoes, your uh, brinjals, your potatoes, potatoes and, and your peppers. And be careful, those that haven't got arthritis, when you use peppers, you must remove the pips. I had one of my clients eating a whole pepper, including the pips. <laughs> no What's wrong with the pips? Is that clear what I said about the plate? Do you all? Yes, I think, I think that's very, very clear. And I think it, you know, it, it, it provides for a, a direction of, of what it is that we eat. We're going for a little bit of a break and we'll be wrapping up soon. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. You just got in a message. What a fantastic segment. Thank you. And uh, I have to agree that there is much to be spoken about. Uh, Prof, before we wrap up, and we've only got a minute or two, can you succinctly wrap up what does it mean to, to eat mindfully? Okay, mindful eating is very important. It increases awareness, pleasure, digestion, absorption, and metabolism of your meal. Notice how your food looks, feels, and tastes in your mouth. How does the smell and thought of your meal make you feel? And savoring your meal is an act of gratitude to your body, and the earth that created your food. Let me tell you, I hate my meal to end. So eat slowly. Chew your food well. Wipe your mouth with a napkin. Just take time to eat and stop eating three hours before bed. That's all I can say. (laughs) Amen to that. Well, this has been an incredible show. If people would like to contact you, how can they? Okay, they can uh, email me, C-E-L-E-N-E-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, one word, at Zest, Z-E-S-T, number four, life.com. There you go. Or so it's Celine Bernstein at Zest for Health, Zest for Life. for life. Dot com. Com. Or WhatsApp me, 082 Double three double eight one eight five. Thank you, Adel and Faye. I enjoyed myself so much, and I hope you listeners gained the information that I shared with you. 
Well, it certainly was like eating a delicious, delicious meal of healthy food. And we're not going, we're going to say goodbye for now, but we're not going to let you go. Um, there's lots of questions out here and maybe, you know, um, in a little while we can get you back on and we can focus on maybe just cholesterol, maybe intermittent fasting, maybe people with arthritis, just to give people the information. Cause as you said, food is medicine. So thank you very much for your invaluable time and all your expertise. And as always, thank you, Faggy. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Professor Bernstein. Thank you so much, everyone. Looking forward to the next show. Have thank a good day. You. Thank you.